0: Hello and welcome to The Root Cellar. This is the podcast where we talk about why we choose to make, create, and continue to learn old school homesteading skills in a modern world. I'm Jolene O'Neill here with Andrea Nelson and uh, today we're going to talk about something a little bit more lighthearted and fun. Um something we like to call days of our livestock days of our livestock. <laughs> got to see it with that drama <laughs> with the drama yes. um it's just kind of something that we've talked about ever since we became friends about eight years ago um well as we've mentioned we like quippy little punny things because we're english teachers and so that just kind of became a little thing that we would say to each other when something was um like we didn't understand things socially, or just kind of the small town life, funny stuff that goes on. And uh, it's important to note that neither one of us grew up here in quite such a small place. I grew up in Portland, um, and things are very different. Yes. And you grew up kind of more nearby, but yeah,
1: yeah. To me, I didn't grow up thinking of it as being rural at all. Yeah. To you,
0: it seems to me, kind of rural. Yeah, yeah. a town of. Seventeen thousand. Excuse me, eighteen thousand. Oh yeah. Let's see, yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, that's pretty small. Yeah. I mean, you run into people you know at the grocery store. We that could, wasn't a thing for me.
1: We could order pizza, and it would be delivered in twenty minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's big time. Come on. Uh, that's yes. Big, that's, that's
0: big city living. That's <laughs> city city life right there. So, <clears throat> anyway, there's a lot of stuff that goes in that we say days of our lives. I feel like I first started saying that though. Was kind of like in relation to me trying to date a little bit because it was just kind of the drama of it and small town, it didn't really work well.
1: Out and like you'd mentioned before, you know, people would run into you in the grocery store and be like, Hey,
0: are you that new teacher? Are yeah, they these- would recognize me by my hair because yeah. my hair's kind of well, it was redder at the time, yeah, it was pretty red. Like, Oh, you're that red headed school teacher, yeah, who are you? I don't. Yeah. Because I was just a new person, I was, you know, yeah. kind of stood out a little bit. So. Well,
1: and people, one thing about living in rural America, and so kind of the town that you moved to and the town that I work in yeah. has 1,400, 1,200, 1,400 residents. Yeah. So it's pretty small. So people really if do. If you include all the
0: surrounding areas, yeah. Yeah,
1: people really do know each other pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when there's fresh meat in town.
0: Yeah, and I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, as in fresh meat, you are a single female oh yeah I had an older gentleman one time ask me (laughs) on the street ask me are you single and I said yeah and he said not for long (laughs) I was like I'll take
1: that as a compliment okay
0: yeah Yeah. well you know it's
1: a rare breed to actually have like non-crazy like not divorced not somebody that doesn't have kids like mid-20s I think you know, calling me not crazy
0: is a matter of opinion. It depends on who you ask, but okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was fun, trying to date right at the beginning, and then I met my husband, so obviously that worked out. Yeah. Um, but, but there's other, other like, little things like the grocery store thing. Like I, I had never been anywhere where I would know the people who worked at the grocery store, and now after this almost a decade, it's so normal to me. Yeah. To have a cashier at the grocery store that's someone I know or a kid that I've taught or, you know, a kid that the mother of a kid that I've taught yeah. and, and have people at the grocery store come up to you and ask you to talk about their kids' grades. Yes. Which is, um I mean, you could very well say this. Is, I, I don't want to talk about that right now or like like find yeah. a polite way to say it. But why? Yeah. If, if they're opening the conversation. OK. I mean, I have said before. Oh, I, I actually don't know off the top of my head. Let me send you an email when I get back to my computer. Or yeah. Whatever, but. You mean you're not a walking
1: computer with all those grades in your head? No. Jeez. <laughs> come on, man. Mm-hmm. Well, the grocery store is a funny thing. Because yes. so many past student, students or parents end mm-hmm. up working there. And so, like we've joked before, like you're kind of like wary about what you buy at the local yeah. grocery store,
0: right? Anything that could vaguely be embarrassing, don't buy it in town. Exactly. Nope. And and also like I I found myself explaining before like, "Oh yeah, all, the, all this candy's not for me." Yeah. I, it I have kids. you are like giving explanations to yeah. the checkers
1: as to why you're buying what you're right. buying. Exactly. Right. Or, you know, as being a teacher, even if it's a weekend, you're like, "Um, oh, I'm buying a bottle of wine from the local grocery store." Uh, yeah. Are they going to think I'm an alcoholic? Yeah. Which is absolutely ridiculous. But still you have to like be thinking of all of those things. Because it's not just the checkers and things. It's like you're seeing kids and families in the store. So everything you do. You're kind of exposed.
0: Right. And but that's not to say that people are like spying on you no because that was what i thought at first so when i first moved here middle of a school year and the like we had mentioned in a previous episode the principal helped me find a place to stay and it's right in the middle of town where i was living and then you'd you'd park on the street and um and i happened to have a bright orange car at the time so it didn't take long for the kids to learn my car uh i didn't i never had any experience with that before where i'd done my student teaching they didn't know what I drove they didn't know whose car was in the parking lot because there's dozens of yeah. teacher cars so the kids knew my car and I remember like it was a, within the first week that um that a kid said something like at school one day said like hey I went by your house and you weren't there where were you <laughs> and I was like what I'm pretty sure I was out here with you guys having probably, dinner or probably, something yeah. like that because I didn't know anybody else at the time yeah but I was like Completely offended and taken aback. Like, why are they spying on me? <laughs> What's wrong what? with these people? What in the world? And I was like, uh, I was having dinner with the Nelsons. Like, what? Why do you need to know? And so, it just bothered me. And then later on that year, as it started to get to be springtime, I remember a specific time where um, I was home and I had my windows open because it was warming up. It was nice, fresh air. I had the windows open, but I wasn't like sitting anywhere where you could see me through the windows and a group of kids walked by and they saw my windows open and called out to me and said, hi. And that was the moment when I realized they weren't spying on me. They were including me in their community. They were like trying to draw me in and I just didn't get it because that wasn't my experience. My experience in the past is if someone was paying attention to where your car was, they were... Stalking you. (laughs) (laughs) That was not the case here. Totally different. So,
1: yeah. And I think that when people do come to our community, they are kind of taken aback at first about how kind of forward people can be about wanting to know their intentions, what they're doing there. Hey, why are you here? What's going on? Oh, who do you know? Who are you related to? Oh, you're that person's cousin. Oh, you're from out of town. Well, let me tell you this. But it's not out of true intrusiveness generally it's out of almost an over eager friendliness right like trying to be helpful and and trying to include and trying to make people feel welcome right but you know there's definitely lessons to be learned with that too because in a small community you are surrounded by people who many of them are related to each other Mm -hmm. so you learn very quickly not to um say things about anyone to anyone right because it's a good chance that you might be talking to their third cousin Mm mm-hmm so,
0: that's Or their mom's best friend's yeah. daughter. Yeah. yeah,
1: whatever. I remember some sage words of advice when I first came here from a mentor teacher who worked in the small community. And she said, two things. Don't get your hair done here and don't go to church here. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> she goes, because doing either might, might cost you friends and might cost you uh, relationships. Mm. And, you know, so yeah. it, was, it was just kind of a f- funny thing to say. But I yeah. kind of learned on that some too that you do have to be careful about those things
0: right and then on the other hand you do kind of want to find your ways to give back and like yeah and like everybody's got a side gig yes here i really notice that a lot everybody this place is full of entrepreneurs yes yeah everybody has a craft or um kind of like a direct you call those direct sales kind of thing they're doing which um which we've talked about that like for
1: women I think here especially because we are so we are so um removed from normal kind of like socially normal places to go hang out like there's one bar yeah which isn't really necessarily like a great place to always go hang out you know um and so we do direct sales type of stuff. Yeah, and so, we have our little parties. Yeah, and then people and go over to parties. and, our and our that's little appetizers. like an acceptable type of way of socializing and hanging out. And I it's always... like
0: the new bridge thing. Like, like you know how people used to go play bridge? Oh, I was like, bridge, a bridge. Like in a bridge? Like, like, no, like talking? how people, how women used yeah. to have their little like afternoon, yeah. their little bunco days or whatever bridge or yeah now
1: it's it's i was kind of when i go to those things even if i need this stuff or not you go you buy a little bit Mm -hmm. and instead of being in the city where you might go out and have a nice dinner and have drinks or go do something else which is going to cost you money yeah in this case you are still having to pay to go and socialize but you're paying to get someone else's product help support them a little bit visit with your friends and most likely they're gonna then turn around support you back and support your friends back so yeah and so it's not you're not really losing money out of it or anything like that it's more of a social thing and you get something out of it and sometimes what they're you know selling is really good and awesome and Mm -hmm. so we all kind of support each other in that way here for sure and i don't see that as much in you know portland or other large cities Right in that
0: sense, and the other thing too is like the sports. Sports are life in small towns, and I am once again. It's not because I'm from the city; it's because of my family. My, I mean, my. We played sports to an extent. I, I was more into drama. Mm -hmm. I sing and dance, (laughs) but it's not a sport. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, it's an activity. It's Mm -hmm. not a sport, Um, but. I'm not a sporty person and my whole family's not super I mean none of us were like stars at anything. Yeah. Neither of my brothers were football stars. They played but yeah, you know, and they were on bigger teams so it's not like they got 100% chance to play either and so it wasn't that big of a deal to us. We weren't like you will be at every game. But then I got I met my husband and his brother was still in high school at the time and that was the expectation. Yeah. that you go to all the stuff. And I just did I never got it. I still kind of don't get it and I feel bad about it but because it's just kind of a disconnect that I I don't understand I don't understand why I would go to a football game if I don't have someone who's super close to me going playing in the game Um, when it was my brother-in-law yeah okay I'll go to the games but then after that it was like why would I keep going once he graduated I didn't get it
1: yeah and I still you know when I work at the school in the small town yeah and, and I that go, makes yeah. you want to go but mm.
0: so, I mean not yeah it, it makes you feel kind of obligated sometimes yeah and it's yeah. not
1: that I don't want to support my students or the kids or see people but for me and I'll be 100% honest I don't care for sports generally yeah like I don't most, either that's not it's not it doesn't spark my interest really at all as we talk we're getting ready for the Super Bowl I know (laughs) and uh, same thing I'm like what are the teams when does it start I don't know like
0: I know uh, I just invited my other friend over for it yeah um this afternoon and I I told her I'm just in it for the snacks yeah (laughs) like honestly (laughs) because I don't under I don't even understand football which is something that my husband was like well I'll teach you about it and then so so we go to a game and I'm like okay teach me and he's like shh i'm watching i'm like but i don't know what (laughs) But you said you were gonna teach me not right right
1: now (laughs) and actually out of all of them football i don't mind so much but i just i don't get a lot of enjoyment and it goes back to last podcast about time management like to me like i don't like spending time doing things unless i'm actually getting something right out of it and that maybe that sounds selfish because uh, i can see where
0: it does but i understand where you're coming from you know like
1: and if I, if, if I have a personal connection in which I need to go watch or to support yeah. if my own children wanted to play sports, I'd 100% back them on that. I'd go to all their games, all of that. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie and be like, I love this sport. I'm just right. not well, into it.
0: My son did t-ball for the first time last year mm-hmm. when he was four. And the coach literally said in the first like little parent meeting thing, she was like, this is t-ball. This is first year T-Ball. We're just trying to get him to run the right direction. Yeah. My husband, though, is living vicariously through his children. FYI, he was not good at baseball, but <laughs> but Gabriel is, is much more interested in baseball. Um, so he wants him to be like the best at it. And he wants me to be involved in it and support him. And so there have been some little, little tiffs about me not paying enough attention at practice, at T-Ball practice. I'm like, what? And I had, we went to all of them. Actually, both of us went to all the practices last year. We just kind of like, the way that it worked out with our schedule, it was like we were just getting home at that time. So we just both go there. And then we have our other two who at the time were one and two years old. And I'm managing them. And he was like upset with me that I wasn't paying enough attention to what Gabriel was doing on the field. I remember one game in particular where where Ezekiel was just running the opposite direction <laughs> and Caleb, like there was some play or whatever. Gabriel was up to bat, whatever it was. And I have to go catch the one year old who's like going to run off across to the parking lot, you know? And he's like, why aren't you watching? Yeah. I, uh, well, first of all, because I have this, but also because I don't get it. <laughs> it's, deep it's not that important to me, <laughs> but he's just really that into it. And so that's one of those ways that, we are so different.
1: But your husband grew up in this world. He grew up in it. And, and he's he really into that. it. Yeah. And
0: he loves it. And it's really important to him. Yeah. And, you know, all the reports that I've gotten is that he was very good at football. Yeah. And that, in, you know, he ran very fast in track. And so he's into it. And that's great because he can be that parent. I can be the parent that's baking cookies. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, living in a rural community, that is the nice thing, though, that so many people are into it. And so when you do go to football games or basketball games or even track meets, there's always an audience. There's Mm -hmm. people supporting for the home, you know, supporting the kids, supporting the home team. People wear their actual, you know, like sweaters and shirts and everything Mm -hmm. all year round Mm -hmm. around the community, whether or not they have a kid involved or not, whether or not they themselves were involved. And so there's something really cool about that. Yeah. You know. Even if we're not really cool and into the sports thing, like really I know. into that's, it. That's I one of that's those neat.
0: places where we're really the odd man out kind of people. That's yeah. the one, one way that I really feel different. That I just don't. Yeah. Like, and I, I want to like it. I know. I really want to. I remember to. that one time
1: I had a Super Bowl party. Oh, everybody yeah. was there watching the Super Bowl. And you and I were like working
0: on a quilting project or something yeah, in, in the, the background.
1: Back. <laughs> like looking at other stuff. And I felt kind of bad. But I'm like, I'm just
0: not in. Yeah, us. that's why the good thing about Super Bowl is that I can be like, I'm in charge of the food. Here you go. I yeah. will feed all of you. Yes, watch it. That's great. <laughs> Fun. Go for it. Oh, a commercial. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I'm ready. Oh, much. that's funny. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but other things about small towns, I mean, I think it's kind of a little bit of a, everybody thinks, oh, sports, sports, small town, you know, Friday Night Lights, all that, which is, there's truth to that. Oh, but yes. there's a lot of other little funny things that have came about from small town living that people might not know Mm -hmm. so for instance the facebook sharing oh yeah this is my i get so much humor
0: out of small town facebook Mm -hmm. yeah so something that does not happen in the city and and once again it's because we live an hour from anywhere but the posts like hey guys is anyone going to town and could pick up a case of diapers yeah or
1: oh, I've seen like um cupcake liners, huh you know the the per or
0: like I need these particular nails, yeah, but like, they don't have at the. The so
1: there's always that's the, the the big one is the facebook the, uh-huh. the errand run is anybody going to this place to pick this up yeah, for me I could pick this up or mm-hmm. sometimes can i hitch a ride with somebody to go do something yeah so something obviously you're not going to see in portland like hey anybody yeah. running down to this yeah it's just
0: on the on the town classifieds like they yeah. have the town classified page and everybody knows everybody so you can safely yeah. ride on there could i ride with somebody
1: yeah and you'll know the person who responds yeah because like, it'll
0: be your you know your dad's work buddy's cousin or yeah something. something
1: like that yeah. yeah so that's kind of a funny thing but then yeah. the other Facebook thing is because out here for those of you who are out of Oregon or not in this area we are surrounded by dryland wheat fields so mm-hmm. we are an agricultural community and people here either are farming wheat or they have cattle or other things and so that's another Facebook type of thing especially the animals mm-hmm couple of years ago Justin and i had two steers we were feeding up and these two steers like to escape
0: cows and always do okay. that that's what my mom oh my always gosh. says well all this lush green that's why they had the cow jumped over the moon because they do that jump over moons they <laughs> jump
1: over everything to <laughs> <Yes>. get out <laughs> no kidding go through the fences i swear constantly you think there's no way that giant animal is going to go through that fence oh yes it will mm-hmm. and so spindly little legs we, we live surrounded by these beautiful lush green wheat fields in the spring well it's pretty like tempting for a steer to get through and eat that nice green wheat grass and so we've had a couple escape multiple times and this one time they were gone and we could not find them we looked everywhere so what do you do <laughs> post
0: it on facebook post on facebook
1: <laughs> hey guys uh we're missing our two steers if anybody sees them
0: Oh, and people are right after it. Oh, right on it.
1: Oh, yeah, we saw them headed this way down this mm-hmm. road. Uh, they were just uh, waiting
0: for you to post that.
1: Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. It's hilarious. And so, where did they end up? They ended up in the corral of um, somebody's pin down the hill eight miles away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, those are your steers. Yeah, come and get them. And they help you load them and they help you. It's just completely
0: different. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of another thing that I'm terrible at. And my husband is great at is like the, the visual spatial stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know where I am <laughs> a lot of times because I'm just not good at that. I can't do, I still need Siri to tell me how to get to my parents' house sometimes they moved two years ago, so it's not like I grew <laughs> up there. But we're, like, in Vancouver, and I'm, I didn't grow up in Vancouver, so I'm, like, going that, And my husband's like, you still don't know how to get there? Because like, it's in, uh, like, this little neighborhood, and you have to go yeah. all these little turns. Um, so I don't get it. He knows, I'm pretty sure, he knows in his mind every property line in this county. He knows all of it because he grew up here, because he's good at that. He knows who lives where. He can describe, like he can tell you like how many miles down a road a certain house is that's a certain color yeah and all those kind of things and a lot of people have that kind of knowledge
1: well rule directions my husband's the same way he grew up here same thing he'll be like oh well that's so-and-so's property and that's so-and-so's property Mm -hmm. and oh they were cousins of so-and-so and and they know all the relations they know where everyone lives Right. I know where everything is. And then the way people give directions, which we've mentioned this before, like, oh, well, you mm-hmm. go about three miles, and you see the two-story white house, and you take a left, and you go to see the grain elevator, right. and then you take a right, and you go down to see a group of mailboxes, and right. you take another left, and then... You know. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, left, not a right, but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, um, I don't get that, and so that, that's really hard for me, but he's great at that. This is why... We were talking about off air earlier. We were talking about um, how we are different than our spouses. And that's, those are the ways, like the sports thing or the visual spatial thing. That's when it's a good thing. And just like it's a good thing sometimes. He told me one time, I was so flattered by this. He told me that since we've been together, his writing skills have really improved. (laughs) Because I'm like, he'll post something on Facebook sometimes and I'll be, I'll look at him and I'll say, I know, you know, the difference between then and then I'll <laughs> <laughs> no, go and fix it. So, oh, so yeah, he says his, his writing skills have improved.
1: Now, you know, I teach English too, but you know, I'm not a grammar Nazi like you are. I and know. so every time I text you or anything, I have to proofread every fricking <laughs> message I send you. Cause I'm like, crap,
0: I forgot a comma there. <laughs> I know sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit overbearing, but
1: yeah, but that's the way it is. Yeah.
0: But yeah. that's what got you here, was yeah. being an English teacher an English and teacher.
1: in rural America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, on that, another mm-hmm. funny little thing that people don't realize is most stores here have cr- a credit system.
0: Right, like old-fashioned. Like old-fashioned,
1: like the company store type of system you go in yeah. and you, the grocery store, the feed store. Yes, we have feed stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pharmacist. Yeah. All these little places you I never go actually in. set up an
0: account anywhere
1: yeah, you just go in and you bag. you know get what you need and you say charge it to my account pay it off at the end of the month yeah and they send you a bill at the end of the month and so it's kind mm-hmm. of an interesting little system and then the way that works is then you can send other people so you can be like oh well go to the store and just put it on my account right so it's very different right um the funny other little thing is that our little local coffee shop they have everyone's what you call them like they're the little cards? They're, they're little, little punch ca- cards. Yeah, the little punch cards. Mm-hmm. But they're just open out on the counter, in alphabetical yeah. order. They have them like in a card file. But yeah. anybody can just go through and grab their card. Grab their card. Right. So there's no like, it's just everybody trusts everybody. Well, like, oh yeah, there's just
0: more trust
1: naturally. Yeah, I mean, you could easily if you were a yeah a dishonest person, be like, oh yeah, so and so told me to use up their
0: Right. card. Eventually,
1: you get caught though. Yeah, but you know, people just don't do yeah. that. Like no it's just such a system of trust here or for instance i had to write somebody a check uh, the other day and they weren't going to be at their their where they were going to work or they weren't sure and they're like well if my partner isn't there if it's locked if you can't slip it under the door just drop it off next door to the other person's store and just give it to them and i'll get it from them i'll go ask them for it later yeah yeah just completely different Yeah. Same thing with kids, like letting your kids kind of like, oh, yeah, you can go over and, you know, wander down to the store, go and do this. and the Shop
0: owners know all your kids. Right. And, and, you know, they're going to tell you if they're up to something. Yeah.
1: Which is nice. So my husband going to school here, that was one thing. He was like, what do you mean skipping? Because I was a notorious school skipper. Mm -hmm.
0: Sorry, mom, if you're
1: listening. I skipped school a lot in high school. And. I did too,
0: but my experience of it, I think, was really different than yours,
1: but probably so <laughs> but my uh husband we started dating in high school so we're high school sweethearts but he couldn't understand that he was like what do you mean you skip school mm-hmm. like what do you mean you just don't go yeah but go do something yeah. else yeah go do something else like, he says well doesn't, don't they find out mm-hmm. no i go to school with like 1500 kids like yeah. the size of your town like no but where we live you see kids running around right. town when it's school time they should be at school people will be like hey what are you doing you're supposed to be in school so it's, right. it's just very different that accountability right.
0: and even if they don't get caught if they go up in the mountains or something i think from the other end of that from like the teacher end of that we question them because yeah. we notice when they're yeah. gone oh yeah it's like, a hey, huge difference yeah. if it's if, if, if you have 12 kids in a class and one of them's gone it makes a big difference yeah and so there's really that more like hey where have you been? Yeah, where we have you been? You are you sick? Like What's we legitimately you? Like, yeah. missed you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think kids are fairly honest. Usually they'll kind oh, of. Oh yeah, tell
0: they'll you. tell you. Yeah. I have them all the time telling me, "Oh, well, I had to work that day." Yeah.
1: Okay. That's a little different, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds of just kind of these quirky little things. where people I... just stopping by. We have Still people not... just stop by. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I and I used to visit here, or this or that. Mm-hmm. I or, yeah I used to know his grandmother and wanted to stop oh okay come on in you know yeah type of thing yeah it's kind of homey feel yeah or lita the other day and she insisted they've been doing construction out in front of our house or like right. some new internet stuff yeah and so she insisted to make chocolate chip cookies the other day and give them to the construction workers mm-hmm. you know um but that's just what people do here she's like well they're outside and it's cold can i make them some cookies mm-hmm. and you know i don't think you see that as much Big no. town, So even though I love, again, Portland and the cities in some ways, and I would be probably just as comfortable living there in, in some regards, living in rural America definitely has its mm-hmm. upsides and quirky yeah. sides. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll ever 100% be used to it, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And there's always little things, that, new things that surprise me too, about yeah. connections and people. And I've lived here for over 10 years and I still... There's these funny little things that come
0: out. I'm like, what? What mm-hmm. in the world? I had no idea about that. Yeah, little social things. Sometimes it's hard to like think about them. I don't know. Just the way that, just weddings and baby showers and stuff are done is a little bit different too. And
1: oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'll tell you one last story. Okay. Before we wrap up, so when my husband and I were planning getting married again, we've been dating since I was 16 forever. Even though um we went to college down the valley and everything we were going to get married back here in his hometown we even actually we had our reception in our yard that we currently have so it was so lovely his dad's church and his mom's church they went to two different churches at the time decided to have a joint uh, wedding shower for me Mm -hmm. and i had no idea what to expect you know it was my first one my mom came with me my maid of honor was there with me and we went and they set me because i'd been to bridal showers and things but nothing like this they set me at a table in the very front of rows and rows of seats and they were all sat out in the seats and i was sitting like in the front facing out with my maid of honor next to me Uh and i like had to have this like smile on my face the whole time and then there was this huge pile of gifts like totally unexpected they went way over the top i'm opening all of these giant gifts i don't even know these ladies and they oh just like showered oh, me with all these presents. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was like, oh, this is nice. But I felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't really even know these people. But they knew my husband's family and they knew my husband's grandmother and they knew my husband. they giving me all these gifts. And I'm sitting there in front of this audience, mm-hmm. opening up presents and over and over again. And, you know, like having to smile and, oh, thank you so much. And, oh, thank you, so and so. And looking in the room, trying to figure out who that person was, you know. Um, I'll never forget that. And lo and behold, when I went to have my oldest, Lita, same thing like they threw me another shower. I sat in the front of the room, the thing again. Now, any other bridal or baby shower I've ever gone to it's very much like you're in someone's living room or even if it's at a church and you're gathered all around yeah. in a circle and it's really uh-huh. like low-key and you play and some a little game mm-hmm. little games yeah so this was like I
0: don't say the word baby there's yeah, only that one <laughs> yeah
1: but I mean this was like intense uh-huh. to me I'm like oh my gosh like I'm sitting in front of an audience doing mm-hmm. this and I think but that's not unusual here like that's yeah. but to be showered so much with so when these people didn't hardly mm-hmm. know me
0: at all and they're probably like handmade quilts and things oh, and yeah. all kinds of beautiful, beautiful handmade
1: mm-hmm. quilts and all these personalized things and i'm like how lovely these people really truly don't know me uh-huh. at all and they're willing to yeah. do all of this and so and and that's one way they you know welcomed me to the community before my husband and i even lived here that was four years before we even moved right.
0: moved back so yeah, yeah pretty, i guess that's yeah. kind of the moral of the story is that it is just about inclusiveness yeah and sometimes I think small towns get kind of that bad rap about the gossipy kind of stuff. But in a lot of ways, it is about care.
1: It is. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a big family. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, your family can drive you nuts when they're in your business too much. But at the same <laughs> time, you know that they'll support you. Yeah. And there's so many ways that the, the town does that. we can go on and on about it. I mm-hmm. mean, from hanging up lights for the elderly at Christmas yeah. time to you find out somebody is fighting a horrible disease or mm. someone has oh, passed. Oh, they have the
0: big, the big fundraisers. And they have
1: huge fundraisers. Um, they provide mm-hmm. meals and there'll be strangers signing up, you know, to provide mm-hmm. meals and help these people out. And it's, it's a pretty amazing thing and a pretty special thing that people don't always necessarily realize when they think about Rural America. There's so many wonderful and great things about it, which mm-hmm. we'll talk more about. More, more will come out yeah. as we go. Yeah, but, yeah, as we go forth. So, yeah. So Days of Our Livestock has gone from being kind of a, drama bit here too a little bit about yeah, yeah how it's much it's more positive yeah positive and how really great it
0: is right so. and i think yeah i think i'm i'm at the point where i would never move back to a big city yeah not that i have anything wrong with it i enjoy going you know for yeah. for like like how we we go every once in a while and stay the night in a hotel and do different stuff yeah. and i go visit my parents but but i think i i like the 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 vibe the small town vibe yeah
1: yeah, we live in a special
0: place. Yep.
1: Anyway, on that note, uh, we don't have any great tips or recommendations other than go visit a small town. Yeah. Like, go check one out. Go support some small town businesses. Say hi to people on the sidewalk. Yeah, see what happens. Oh, yeah. and get used to people waving at you as you drive by. Yep, that one. Better wave. <laughs> you better wave back. Like, yep. you, you won't know them. That everybody doesn't just matter. does
0: the one-handed, mm-hmm. you know, wave. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But you better believe my husband knows every single pickup in the county, too. <laughs>
1: So go visit a small town, go say hi to somebody, even if you live in the city, give somebody a wave on the street, smile, really freak them out. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, starting Mm -hmm. on Tuesday, we will be airing one podcast each week. And the next topic, which can be a little fun and a little controversial, is free range kids versus cage
0: free kids. We're not making this stuff up. Well, not completely. Not completely.
1: (laughs) Have a great rest of your week and catch you later in the root cellar. Bye. Bye.